your side. The Iowa State women's basketball team plays its first game in over a week tonight as it hosts Southern. Cyclones fell to Drake 85-73 in their last game on November 12th. Meanwhile, the Chiefs host the Eagles tonight to close out the NFL week. This will be the seventh matchup between the teams who played in the previous year's Super Bowl. And after yesterday's loss to the Lions, the Bears will now turn their attention toward next Monday night's matchup with the Vikings. Chicago lost 19-13 in Minnesota at home in October. I'm Drew Allen. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Monday get one of Jethro's world famous meal deals. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hi, Millery Kahn, and welcome back. It's hour number two. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Bottom of the hour, Scott Dockerman. He will join us. Doc will pine on what we saw. Uh, on the field, Kinnick, as they brought the curtain down on the 2023 Kinnick season. Uh, we'll do that with Docs and Big Ten stuff as well. And then Mr. Monday Night makes his uh, appearance for the Eagles and the Chiefs. Right now, Bama Bob, he's with us now. Be back with us this time on Wednesday to preview some of the rivalry games. Bama, Trent, and Ken, good to talk to you. Let's get right into it, boys. Time being what it is. Um, let's start in the SEC. Trent, your takeaway, other than, I mean, Auburn writing a check to Jerry Kill in North <laughs> New Mexico State for 1.8 and then get blitzed the way that they did, yikes. Uh, that was impactful if you had an over six and a half ticket, as I do, on the Auburn Tigers. Because they're sitting season. at six. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Trent? i got to let you know this. They play Alabama this week. Yeah, that's probably not going to go real yeah. well coming off of that Seems one. Seems like that was their chance. Didn't really it? entertaining game, though, on Saturday night. Mizzou, Florida. Florida was playing for bowl eligibility. Obviously, they got the Seminoles on tap next to the Gators, but just a fun football game. I love that Missouri team. They're good, aren't they? I, I, was, I told you guys at the beginning of the year, watch Luther Burden. Yep. That dude, if he didn't have to play another year of college football... He'd be a first-rounder, wouldn't he? Size, yeah, but he's, I he's, think so. He's a little guy, yeah. but boy, he is impactful. No, I'm I'm with it. they got three impact. Cook, the quarterback, mm-hmm. the kid uh, Schrader, who nobody had ever heard of. Don't forget about Big Fat Mevis. Well, he's pretty good, too. they got some guys. <laughs> they do. They've got some dudes. Who do they finish with? Do they have Arkansas? Kicker, kicker. Oh, that's on Friday afternoon, right after the Hawks get done. Uh, 3 o'clock against Arkansas. And Sam Pittman's coming back. Eh. <laughs> I mean, we all like him, but you could understand if they moved on. But I guess Arkansas doesn't have the money. Bami, your takeaway from the SEC. Well, it's really one thing. I mean, you're right. The Missouri-Florida game was interesting. Florida found another way to lose. Um, They just get a little more creative. They either get blown out or they shoot themselves in the foot. Or in this case, they mismanaged the clock. But either way, it's it's a new thing. Um, And they're not going to... You know, we'll talk about Jordan Travis, I'm sure, uh, shortly. Yeah. But uh, they they face a tough task against Florida State, even without Travis, uh, to get to a bowl. And I think getting to a bowl was big. I don't think Napier's going anywhere because the schedule next year is ridiculous, and you're not mm-hmm. going to ask a new coach to come in uh, and and you know navigate that to nine and three. That's not going to happen. Um, so I think they'll stick with him. It would have helped, I think, to get a bowl practice. And, you know, for those guys that want to stay. And that's becoming a different issue now with all the transfer and NIL. Who's going to stay around for the bowl games and who's going to immediately transfer? And, you know, what was it two years ago? I think with Dan Mullen, what they have? You know, they were down to like 45 scholarship players or something in their bowl games. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's nuts. But to me, and you mentioned Auburn, that was a beatdown. That was just stunning. Not that they lost, but how they lost. They, New Mexico State was the better team. They were a more physical team. Uh, they had a better offense. They had a better defense. It was just a complete beatdown. 
by Conference USA school, but it's Georgia. And we talked about it yeah. Monday. Mm-hmm. You guys did. Georgia, when they need to flex, they flex. And, boy, did they just – Tennessee was never – they scored on the first play of the game and then got outscored 38-3, to the rest of it. And, you know, Bowers scored a touchdown. They scored on, a, I think, a tight end option pass. They just totally shut down Joe Milton, who Trent's high on. I mean, we, we all know how that goes, but <laughs> – <laughs> they are the clear number one team right now. Yeah. The absolute out of them, you know, hey, they didn't play the schedule. Yep. They look bad here. They look bad there. But, man, have they flexed the last three weeks. And they'll blow out Georgia Tech, and then we'll see where they are. Uh, I think right now they're a four-and-a-half, five favorite in the SEC championship game. and In the early line, uh, yeah. Look at in line. the early line. Yeah. And, man, I'm telling you, I might have to put a by Georgia on that one because mm-hmm. Alabama's playing well, but. Man, Georgia's playing good right now. I mean, just as well as anybody. And this is what we expected all year. We just didn't get it till like the last five weeks. Yeah, I'm kind of hope we get Oregon and Georgia in the Natty. That would be a pretty fun Ooh, football. That would be fun. You, you know, just yeah. real quick on this. You referenced Florida's schedule next year. They open against yeah. Miami, then Sanford, and then Central Florida. Okay. Georgia, yeah. Florida State, Kentucky, mm-hmm. LSU, Old Miss, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, Tennessee, Texas. Yeah. Hello. Yes. That's ridiculous. That's, that's a, nuts. That's just, well, and they're playing Miami, UCF, and Florida State, Florida State yes. out of conference. Right. And then they get, oh, well, because Texas is going to join, we'll just send you to Austin. Yeah. You know, here you go. And then, they, like you said, LSU, which will be different without Daniels, but A&M is going to have a new coach. You know who that's going to be. Ole Miss, probably still going to have kids. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, you know, and there's no Vanderbilt on there. And, you know, why don't you just replace Sanford with Alabama and let's just, you know, make it as hard as you possibly could. Uh, Pac-12, Trent. Washington found a way. It yeah. wasn't pretty, and they had to do it with the defense a little bit, playing in the first half in a monsoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was not pretty. It's not a game where Penix is going to be able to throw for 350 yards in that kind of weather, but they found a way, and it was the defense stepping up there. I didn't believe it. I was on Oregon State's side, but credit to Washington. It hasn't been pretty really since the Oregon game, but they just keep putting it in the win column. Yeah, that Odoon's uh, Penix uh, hookup's pretty pretty that special. That third down throw, that back shoulder throw that solidified the game. Incredible. There's nothing, there nope. is literally nothing you can do defensively nope. outside of pass interference. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Bama, your takeaway in the Pac 12. Yeah, that was a great game. Um, credit to Oregon State. They played tough. Um, I don't know if the conditions really – I mean, they're the same for both teams, and they're both from the Northwest, so they're used to playing in rain. Uh, but early in that game, I mean, that that was just – that looked miserable. I mean, what, 45 in rain, that's about as bad as it gets. Um, Oregon, again, you're talking about a team that's flexing. Um, boy, I mean, again, they just look so good. But Washington won't lose. And we're going to get those two, I think, uh, yeah, in the Pac-12 sure. championship game. And, you know, please give me that. Is that And I think, is that a Friday it night? Is. Again? It is. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Friday night in Vegas. I mean, how, right. how good does that get? Um, Arizona, man, uh-huh. they just, that's the story. That's the coach of the year in the Pac-12. I know. DeBoer's doing great, and you know, uh, you know, Lanning is is done great, and everything else. But I mean, that's just they're, they're eight and three, uh, and they are. And they get Arizona they're, State. Yeah, they get Arizona State. So they're going to win nine games yeah. more than likely. Um, Colorado, they're just, oh, man, they're just kind of mailing it in. We're mm-hmm. we're seeing that bloom off that rose. And then I thought somebody had, a, and I can, wish I could remember who somebody I saw on Twitter. 
They're talking about USC, UCLA. Yeah. And they're like, is the wrong coach on the hot seat yeah. out there? It was Dan Mullen that I said mean, that. Did he say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for him. Dan Mullen. And I'm thinking, wow, okay, go, yeah. Dan. You know, not that you're, you know, angling for that job or they would, you know, come with No, but a former coach for, mm-hmm. for a former coach to criticize one of his peers, yes. you'd love to see it doesn't happen enough. Right. I agree. Totally agree. And I think he's right. I mean, he has just wasted two years of Caleb Williams uh-huh. out there. Um there's not apathy around it like there seems to be UCLA, and I don't know what Chip Kelly does about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're seven and five. Who knows? You know, they could finish, you know, eight and five or seven and six, basically depending on their bowl game. And you know, is he ever going to take defense seriously? Is he going to recruit to it? He, we thought he had done better, but he's going to have to get away from his buddies. Yeah, I guess you know for coordinators or whatnot. But uh, there's a lot of talk, you know, a little buzz about him wanting to go to the pros and. I mean, usually you go to the pros after you, you know, win a national championship or get to the playoff. But I think the wrong coach might be on the hot seat. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. USC's not going to get rid of him. But this, it's been a bad year for them, and there's really no excuses. They haven't had injuries or anything else. I mean, it's just been just bad defense, like we thought all year. And they just, I mean, seven and five, seven and five. Oof. That team. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It is to the Big Ten, Trent. So I brought this up, Bam. I want to run this past you a week ago. Michigan did not look like the team that we anticipated against November Maryland. Maybe it's just right. catching up here. I told Ken late last week, I I think I'm leaning Buckeyes in this matchup, even before what we saw over the weekend. And certainly nothing I yep. saw Saturday moved me away from that. It's just, this is a lot. This is a lot on these players to have to deal with all this stuff yep. going on. And they look like a tired team on Saturday, I thought. I think they did too, and I think you're right. I, if this game were, I think the game being in Ann Arbor, mm-hmm. I think is is. I mean, that, if, if this game were in Columbus, I'm I'm with you. I don't know that they would have much of a chance because you can only, you know, generate that kind of emotion. Week, you know, for it, it's limited. You can't just play on it week after week after week. And I agree with you. They just—it looks like a mentally tired team. It looks like they've been dealing with this all season, preseason, yeah. you know. And it wasn't the sign stealing. I think it was something else. But you know, they suspended him for three or four games, and you know, then he comes back, and then you get into this mess, and uh, you know, they fire their linebackers. It's just so much swirling around that team. Um, and you know, somebody else had a point too. You know, JJ McCarthy, and he's played really well. But what's he been asked to do? I mean, you're asking him not to throw the ball. Is that by design because you can run it? They're not going to Makes run you it. wonder. Mm-hmm. They're not going to run it 45 times against Ohio State and have any success. He's going to have to throw it. And can he throw it? And can he throw it downfield against a really good Ohio State defense? It, it, it's all right there, I think, for Ohio State. I don't know what the line is. Haven't seen it. What, it opened at um, five and it's three and a half? Three and a half, yeah, yeah. across the board today. Yeah. To, to Michigan, Michigan favored three. Favored three. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. My. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about that Wednesday. But yes, uh, I agree with you, Trent. They look like a tired team, and you can only, like I said, I think you can only play up and draw up that emotion so many times. And and this game is emotional enough. You know, you don't really need all that extra stuff. And to having there at practice. You know, all week, but then not on the sideline. I don't. Is that helpful or not? Probably because it's probably a bit much to ask these assistants to come up with a full game plan. But what a just an absolutely crazy season. You know, everything else in the Big Ten, um, Northwestern bowl eligible, good for them. Yep. 
Um, Illinois, boy, they, I mean, again, the under. I thought the over was in play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw it again this week. Was it 27 and a half for the Wisconsin game? I'm sorry, for Nebraska. the Nebraska yep. game. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you just can't set it low enough. Penn State, Rutgers, who cares? Uh, Ohio State, they look like the best team in the Big Ten. But, you know, again, funny things happen. We'll see what happens when they tee it up. Uh, at noon on Saturday. Yeah, noon Eastern. Uh, I thought that uh, Tagliavoe was the best quarterback on the field in the Michigan game. I he think looked like it. I'm with you. I think you can throw the ball on Michigan secondary. If that's the case, you would think that McCord, without his receivers, might be able to do some damage. I'm starting to see this game differently uh, as well. So we'll, we'll save that one, as you said, Bama, for Wednesday. Meanwhile, Trent Condon in the Big 12. Dave Aranda. Was... What's going on? As high of a meteor yes. rising through the air, coming off of getting hired away from Wisconsin after doing a great job there, to LSU making more than any coordinator. He gets the Baylor job. Right away, they have a ton of success. Mm-hmm. They are on the precipice of a college football playoff for two years ago, and now they're 3-8 and eight after being the preseason pick a year Who ago. Who did they finish with? Well, West Virginia. <laughs> have fun. And, and, oh, you know, no, the game's... It's in Waco, okay. but it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. that, that Baylor team has quit. Yeah. I don't know the money situation there, but boy, you talk about a guy that felt like he was going to be a huge part of kind of going forward. Guy 47 years old, and all of a sudden his life has changed immensely. We'll see if Baylor buys him out. Bama, uh, I know you were watching this game because I saw your tweet. I was not. Uh, so so BYU's giving Oklahoma all they want, right? And then all of a yeah, sudden, yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, BYU's running the ball. They get down. Where were they? The one yard line or something like yeah, that? Yeah, three or four yard line. I mean, they're just gassing them, Ken. And it's just, it's, you know, I'm a Titans fan, so I've seen them do this with Derrick Henry. They run him down the field and they get to the three and they think you get nine points for a touchdown if you throw it, get creative. Um, <laughs> and that's what and they so tried the, to do. They tried to do, they just throw a little out route and the guy's sitting on it and he runs it back 100 yards. <laughs> uh, and now it's, you know, 24 17. And then what do they do? They come right back down the field and run. And this time they, you know, they decided to keep running it. But um, it just drives you nuts sometimes. And I didn't have a dog in this fight. I didn't have any bet on it. Don't care about, you know, who won. But it's just like, it's just these coaches, they just overcomplicate stuff, and it's crazy. But a good win uh, for Oklahoma. Um, they're you know they're nine and two guys. I mean, <laughs> everything we've talked about with them, they're they're nine and two. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Iowa State really. I'm sure you guys have, have you know done all the postmortem on this game, but it, I thought they hung as long as they could. Yeah, I just think Texas is too good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Beck was I thought was really good. Yep. Uh, in this game, and and I don't know what else they really could have done. Well, they couldn't run the football, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, it was hard, and that's a good front. Alabama really struggled good. against them early, and they, I mean, I had some dudes on there. Who's the guy with the big chain? Sweat. Sweat. I mean, what does he go, about 380 or something? Um, yes, you're I mean, right. He's, just, he's a big dude. Yeah. Uh, Kansas, Kansas State is probably the game of the day in that conference, and, uh, you know, it, it, it turned out to be as good as we thought, and I kind of feel bad for Kansas because they – that was a great environment. I mean, that was just a great environment in Lawrence, and they've had it all year. Um, and I just don't, you know, they're going to get a bowl game, and we'll see where I talked about um, Daniels coming back and all that type of thing. And we'll we'll see where that if that actually happens, if they can keep their coach and their quarterback where they come next year. But I thought that was the game of the day in the Big Twelve, and. You know, Texas is going to the championship game, and then we're going to see. Well, maybe. Uh, we're not 100% sure well, yet, apparently. Yeah, they got to be Texas Tech, I guess. Yeah. And then there's all these crazy. I thought somebody said funny. It was like, you know, 
I don't even think the Big Twelve knows what to do if they end up in a five. I'm not sure they do. I don't know what the, I don't know how you do it. I mean, you're gonna they they got <laughs> I mean, they got a potential mess on their hands. As do all these conferences going yep. forward. When you get you get away from divisions and you get teams that don't play each other, and you get into these multiple tiebreakers. I mean, man, you better have yourself some bylaws and a and a capologist or whatever on you know a tiebreakologist on uh, staff because you know. There's so many teams that you can play, and there's so many that you aren't. What are you going to do? Uh, you know, what is it? How do you eliminate teams and then get down to two? I don't know. Uh, obviously, trend with uh, when it comes to the ACC, the loss of Jordan Travis just yeah. monumental, right? Get I, to know I, Tate oh. Rodemaker. So, what is what is his story? Because I don't know anything about him. He's been around for a long time. He's been on campus for four years now. Uh, he was, you know, a decent recruit. So, redshirt junior, probably yeah, right. He's yeah. been on campus that long. I yeah, think, yeah. yeah, he enrolled early in 2020. So. Okay. Uh, redshirted there, so yeah, he'd be a redshirt junior. Tall kid, yep. made plays, but it was against North Alabama. I mean, what are you going to read? Though they were down thirteen nothing to North Alabama before mm-hmm. come rowing back, and, and he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't run the ball at all, correct? Yeah, he's pocket guy. Yep, pro style Still, quarterback. Okay, pocket guy, big arm. Ooh. I think yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. But you know, they're not going to be challenged this week. I don't think because I think Graham Mertz is out. He got hurt in the Missouri game, and I don't. I haven't seen his status. Broken collarbone. Oh, yeah. So he's done. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's finished. Uh, and you know, not that Florida had much of a chance, but maybe a glimmer of hope with Mertz. It's going to come down to the ACC championship game for Florida State. It's just, I felt so bad for Jordan Travis, and I felt really bad for ABC because they aired the highlight without mm. knowing what they were. Going oh, to show. you're kidding. No, and I'm watching. It's the lead-in to Washington and Oregon State, and I had a friend who texted me not literally not a minute. Before that went on and said, "Oh my God, Jordan, Jordan Travis just broke his leg," uh, you know, nasty. And he referenced Tyrone Prothrow, which, if you know anything about that down here in Alabama, that was you know basically the the foot points the other way, right? Yeah, and yeah. and so the it, it, I think it's Nagandi and Booger are on there and they're going through the highlights and you know, oh look, North Alabama's up thirteen to nothing, and the next one is the play, and he just comes up and he's holding his leg and it's bent the wrong way and. Both of them just cringed and started apologizing. They didn't know it was coming. Nobody told them what the highlight was. They were just, you know, reading it as they were watching it, kind of narrating it. So uh, I felt they apologized to the viewers and to Jordan Travis because they said this is not anything we would have aired, you know, ordinarily. Um, but it, it's just a bad thing. I don't. And now you get into the whole politics of it. If they if they went out, um, you know, do you hold it against the them? Fact, do you hold it against them? Can can you win? With Rodemaker, you know, are they a better team than Alabama or who? If Alabama wins out and everything else, you know, or Texas or whoever, are they the better? Are they better than Washington? If Washington loses a close game uh, to Oregon, are they better than Georgia? If Alabama beats Georgia, exactly. So many all this stuff, and I think the fact they're playing Louisville helps because Louisville's likely. You know, we'll see what happens against your cats this week. But you know, they they're eleven and one and going to be ranked in you know the top ten. That's a good win with a backup quarterback. That's going to help them. Um, obviously, I think if they lose, they're done. But there's just so many ramifications here. I think they might drop this week. I think so too. Uh, I would. With, I would drop them. Just, yep. Just and and just for what happened on the field. You know, if you just want to look at it in a vacuum, because I think Washington's win over Oregon State was obviously better than. There's over North Alabama. Out of time, brother. Get moved in. Yep.
So we'll see what happens, but we'll talk Wednesday. Indeed. We'll talk at uh, just after, well, same time, uh, 48 hours from now. Thanks, Bama Bob. Appreciate yep. you coming on. Sounds good. good. Take care, guys. Yep, you too. Uh, I'll take a time out, come back. We will uh, get Scott Dockerman in here. We'll talk about those Hawks as they head over to Nebraska. Black Friday, early kick, 11 a.m. kick. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Right this way. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on your Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800- Tell them Jeff sent you. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 Kicks. And oh, let's get right to Scott Docterman. He covers the Hawks and the Big Ten for the Athletic. The Athletic for Doc. And I saw Doc before we get into our, our conversation. Uh, phenomenal offer, Thanksgiving uh, special. Uh, didn't I see a buck a month for 12 months for new subscribers to the Athletic? Yeah, yeah. It's our Black Friday special. So, uh, kind of a perfect time based on everything going on right now with the. Iowa Athletics to hop aboard. Indeed, and it's so much more than just that, although you're a big part of it, Doc, but you know, I'm a fan of the Winnipeg Jets of all teams, right? I don't get that coverage too many other places, but I do at the Athletic, and uh, it's, it's such a great, great resource. So a buck a month for 12 months, Black Friday special at the Athletic. What are you waiting for? You'll be glad you did. Uh, Doc, let's get uh, let's recap before we look forward to this uh, uh, to this coming Friday. Um, what's different about the offense? Is 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 D- Deacon Hill, is the game slowing down, I guess, for him a little bit? What a difference a couple of weeks has made. Not that he's great by any means, but it's way better than it was uh, as recent as the Minnesota game. Yeah, or even the Northwestern game. Yeah. I mean, it's really been, uh, you know, the game, uh, I think it's slowed down, but I think they've also put some players in position to make plays in the passing game and given him the opportunity to make those plays. I think Caleb Brown being in the lineup, which we all know we've all kind of clamored for, has really been a a huge boost uh, because he is so quick and he does find a way to get open. And and I think uh, the receivers made a lot of really good plays the other day. Uh, I I think Nico Raggini had one of his better games. and It just feels like that they trust him, he trusts everybody around him a little bit more and uh they're they're finding ways even to, on to bootlegs and play action and i would say brian ferentz has called yeah. two of his better games in a while as well that helps and putting guys in position to make some plays here it's been certainly a battered unit but on saturday 14 catches out of the wide receivers they won a game earlier this year without a wide receiver catching a football and they have 14 grabs out of that group Ragini may be playing his best ball in a couple of years. You mentioned Caleb Brown getting it done there. What about Caleb Johnson? We see, of course, the 30-yard touchdown, maybe even more impressively, 
the touchdown that sealed the game on the third and eight run, knowing that he was going to get the football and he was able to find a crease and get the first down. A guy that's been banged up, maybe in the doghouse a little bit, not sure on that front, but staying persevering and making the big plays when they needed it. It's kind of been the story of this team all year, Trent. Yeah. That they've players that have persevered through some really tough times, whether it's injuries or other issues and and Caleb Johnson's just the latest one to kind of move off of that. I mean, you look at the other day, um, you know, I mean, LaShawn Williams has kind of become the starter, and he's played more starter, starters reps. But but then you have uh, Caleb Johnson making the most of his opportunity. And a lot of times you, you what you'd see was there would be like one or two really good run calls and run blocks, and then Caleb Johnson would get in there, and for whatever reason, the, the hole would dry up. <laughs> well, the other day – that was as good of a blocked play as you'll ever find from Iowa the foot, from Iowa front. Everybody hit their block. And, um, you know, you had Mason Richmond sealing off two players. You had uh, you know, Addison Ostranga, you know, blocking five yards down the field on a head up on a guy, getting him vertical. And then just the way Caleb Johnson was able to make one really good cut and then take off for the end zone. Uh, it was really a dramatic finish. I'm not equating these players, but when Josie Jewell left, good luck. Yeah. Here comes Jack Campbell. Well, you're never going to find anybody like him. Here comes Jay Higgins, uh, Scott Dockerman, who's got another year of eligibility left. I, I guess I just, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for Higgins to be as good as he is. I thought there's got to be some draw, um, I don't know, not let down, but to certainly be, the, the level of play would be hard to duplicate. Higgins has been phenomenal this year. Yeah, and you, you brought up a guy that I think he really plays like, and that's Josie Jewell. And I think he's, uh, he's really stepped in as being, in my opinion, kind of the MVP of that team. He's just really been, um, solid in an area where I thought they had the biggest weakness, especially mm-hmm. on defense. Yep. And to step in for, a, for an all-time great like Jack Campbell and perform the way he has, it's uh, it's been really remarkable. I mean, I think he's probably a first-team All-American, and that's something that I never would have thought in a million years would have happened right. going into this year. And, uh, but, and, and then his voice, the way he leads, the way he does things, I mean, it's just, uh, it's it's been you know, a godsend for them. And mm-hmm. I, I, I do, even though he did walk on senior day, I would, I would expect him probably to leave as well. Um, mm. because I don't know that his, his, uh, NFL career will get much better coming back than it would be right now. He might be a fourth rounder no matter what. So might as well get paid for, for your time in, in the NFL. Uh, another one of those guys and what they did up front, Logan Lee, he's mm. played some really good football here over the last month. And then guy that came back for a sixth year, Joey the Bull, Joe Evans, a, a guy that was a quarterback in high school over at Ames High, went to Iowa City and has built himself into one heck of the player and ultimately made the play that won the football game on the deflection and 13 pass deflections in a game. Doc, I don't know if it's a record, but it certainly feels like it should be a record. Yeah, it was pretty remarkable. It was almost like what we've seen earlier in the year with Deacon Hill getting all his passes knocked down. But uh, in this case... it you know, being able to get their hands up. I mean, they didn't have a lot of penetrations or, or for sacks other than I think Joe Evans' safety early in the game. Mm-hmm. But but to be able to disrupt, that was really what was key and important here in the in the passing game because John Paddock had had a really good game, obviously against Indiana, and uh, but they were able to, to be active and, and get their hands up and do some good things. And uh, you know, it's it's really you know a hallmark to this team, this program where we say this just about every year, but there's always a handful 
of players who were either really low-level recruits, walk-ons, and then all of a sudden they become key contributors at the most pivotal times of the season. Um, I remember, you know, going way back a few years ago now uh, with with Nick Easley and Jake Gervas, you know, both walk-ons, and then they, they're basically the heroes of the Outback Bowl and beating a defense with Martez Sweat and Jeffrey Jeez. Simmons and those guys. So I think this is uh, this is kind of the same deal because Joe Evans, uh, you know, a, a nobody uh, from Ames, uh, you know, a walk-on that mm-hmm. played quarterback, and then all of a sudden he becomes, you know, a, a team captain, defensive end. And he's making these kind of plays and big moments. It's just, uh, I guess it, it's it's really a commercial for the Iowa football program. <laughs> Sweat and Simmons on the same defensive line. That's Yeesh. not fair. Not fair yeah. at all. Uh, unbelievable. Scott Dockerman uh, is our guest. Uh, Doc, the kicking game. Uh, well, the, the, when it comes to Drew Stevens, anything going on there? Uh, just uh, you know, a couple of he's a kicker. It's going to happen. You got to miss every now and then. Can't make them all. Where's the level of concern with Drew Stevens as of late? Oh, I think it's probably you know it's, it's dawning. You know, it's just a little bit of a okay. Um, you've missed some kicks now. It's probably time to make some you know to figure something out mentally or whatever and. Yeah, that's all it is. Is it's mental. It's not so much like in Chicago when he missed and hit the goalpost, right. but but I think there's been a few more of these little uh, situations that I think uh, you know. I mean, you, you've got to you know focus on, or if if you need to see the you know the the sports uh, people on campus to talk things through, that's probably another area to go. But I mean, you know, you know, Iowa plays a lot of these really close games, mm-hmm. so you know, any field goals you miss, any extra points you miss, can be really critical. So it's Friday, Black Friday, quick turnaround, and Kirk, we think he was joking when he said, treat it like an NFL, you know, use this week to get healthy. But would you anticipate guys that are on the fringes, guys that maybe would be considered questionable, opting out this week and trying to get them healthy for Indianapolis? Well, I would. You know, I mean, these players are going to try to play no matter what. But when you look at, like, Logan Jones, who's basically played the first series of the last two weeks with, like, a high ankle sprain, um, you know, it might be time just to say shut it down. You know, or, um, you know, Connor Colby came out and didn't go back in, and, you know, his situation is a little more in flux. You know, I think it's going to be an individually based situation. You can't just go out there and play your second team. You know, there is, it it is kind of an important game, even if it doesn't matter in the Big Ten championship standings. But, you know, losing to Nebraska is probably not something that's palatable for this program. And, um, (laughs) but that said, when you do, if you have that option, to, to give somebody a, a breather for a week, this is probably the week to do it because if you win, fantastic. If you lose, it doesn't cost you anything in the in the uh, other than you know the heroes trophy, which hmm. again is is important, but it's not the Big Ten championship trophy. Hmm. End of the game, Doc. Uh, it, was, it was quite a, a television moment and, and certainly a personal moment uh, for Kirk and Brian to have that uh, you know little embrace, if you will, at the end of it when it was apparent that the the game was over and Iowa was going to win for them to do that and then Kirk walking off the field I'm assuming with Brian's kids his grandchildren beside him um, pretty emotions were on full display as they normally are uh, with with fairness but this one seemed to elevate to an entirely different level it, it hasn't worked well I get the fan base was all over him but uh, I, I think 
the Ferrets is needed, and maybe the Iowa fan base needed to see that kind of personal moment with father and son because it kind of gets lost uh, sometimes. I think it's it's hard for pops to be critical uh, about a child. Sure, and and I think what what we do sometimes when we don't know these people is you don't see them as people, you don't want to hear about them as people. You just want to they're basically commodities. And I remember writing something about Brian a couple months ago, and you know that I said he was an excellent offensive line coach, and somebody just ripped me, and I'm saying <laughs> I don't want to read about that kind of stuff with Brian, you know. And, and it's just they they want to be mad, they want to hate. Yep. Him. And that's what they get. But, but you know, they, they are people. They are human beings. And they, you know, Brian has children, and Kirk has grandchildren. And and I think if you're Brian Ferentz, this is probably this is the best way to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, you went out with a win at, at Kinnick Stadium in an emotional game, and everybody felt good about it. And, and uh, you know, whereas if even if the situation was in flux right now, there would be people that would be like, yeah, but you still only scored 15 points and only 13 on offense. And, and instead, uh, you know, now they can be a little bit more, you know, okay, well, it's, it's over. But, you know, how it is, like, if somebody you don't like passes on, <laughs> you're kind of like, you think of all the nice things to say, even though you don't really feel it. But And I think maybe that's where Iowa fans are right now with, with Brian leaving the, leaving the program. Uh, buck a month at The Athletic for new subscribers. Now is your time. It's the Black Friday sale. It is well worth it. They cover all of the sports, most of the teams. Uh, it is a terrific resource uh, if you're a sports fan. The Athletic's my first stop each and, well, Twitter, then The Athletic, to be perfectly honest. Scott, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Thank you for what you do for us. We're certainly grateful for that. We'll talk to you in a week's time. Thank you, Scott. All right. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Good to hear from you. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic as we check in on the Hawkeyes. We will check in with Mr. Monday Night. Boy, it's a dinger tonight. Eagles and the Chiefs. Chiefs favored two and a half. That's what it came out at. That's what it remains. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.5. Last summer, my house was hit with hail. Between assessing damage on the roof and dealing with insurance, it can be a stressful situation. Luckily for me, it wasn't stressful. Because I called my friends with Wolf Roofing. We were able to get a new roof on our family home in one day. It looked sharp, everything was cleaned up, and now we have peace of mind with our new roof. Set up your next roofing project with Wolf Roofing at 515-225-8866. Or you can go online at Wolf Roofing in downtown Des Moines. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gamble. T's and C's apply. Tutty's Tavern at 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines is now open and under new ownership. Featuring 50 beers on tap with a huge local selection. Tutty's Tavern is the upscale sports bar you've been looking for. With great steaks, lobster tails, sandwiches, burgers, and an oyster bar with oysters five different ways. Score a touchdown at Tutty's Tavern. 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines under new... bets off. All right, Miller 
Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, Monday Night Football. Tonight, the Manning cast, Caitlin Clark, will mm-hmm. be a guest on the Manning cast. Not sure what time she's on. They usually uh, promote it during SportsCenter, I yeah. think. Or uh, is Omaha Productions got a Twitter account or an X account? I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do, yeah. too. Um, In fact, that's where I saw Caitlin Oh, Clark. is that right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's part of it tonight. Um, it should be a good game. I can't wait. It's Eagles. It's the Chiefs. May see this game again. Of course, we saw it as the last game of the year last year. Let's get Mr. Monday Night in here and get his take. Uh-oh. What's he smell? Something stinks. Seriously, Ken, have you heard anybody this week that likes the Eagles? No. And the mm. number's not moving. It hasn't moved to three. I know it. I was on the Chiefs at the beginning of the week. In fact, it was my only NFL bet I like coming into the week. Mr. Monday Night says, sniff this thing out. Grab the points. Maybe the Chiefs win. Mm. 24-23. We're it, at a 15-13. No, what was it last night? What was the final? It was a two-point game, I think. What? 26-20. I don't remember yeah. what it was. Something smells here, though. I, I can't wrap my mind around it. Every... Handicapper that I listen to, every gambling podcast, listen to VEASAN, you know, Lisa. Li- 2120. I, I can't find one person that likes the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Yet this thing has not gone up to three. I think it's Hurts, right? I mean, with his. I guess. Health availability. He's going to play. Handicapping wise, I was on Kansas City. Mm-hmm. There, it, the line is screaming to me to take the Eagles mm-hmm. and to Mr. Monday Night, who has won seven in a row. So he's going to go on the Eagles. All right. I. Do you understand? Yes, I'm with you. It's a handicapping thing. It's not a mm-hmm. X's and O's. Palm told me on Friday night, Mike Palm is going to join us tomorrow at 12.05. The last thing they want to do, they being sportsbook operators, is move this line to three. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's been a heavy volume game. Yep. I'm looking at some of the splits. This is from... Well, he said that this would be the best, the highest right of the week. Oh, yeah. Best hand. And this that beats Sunday night football, which is standalone. Kansas City getting 55% of the tickets, 54% of the money. So basically 50-50. And I don't know one person <laughs> that's on the Eagles. Mr. Monday Night is. We now know who Mr. Monday Night will try and extend the streak with. To seven. Unbelievable run. He is on. All right. That's going to do it for us. Murph and Andy slide in here next. The Drive with Heather and Sean, 3 until 6. Of course, every morning starts at 6 a.m. with the morning rush. We're Miller and Condon. Trent and I are here weekdays from 11 to 1 on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.